to start with, though, I want to ask a question of you all is, and this can be for everyone here, kids here, I want you to participate in this. Can you think of a time in your life where you waited for something? Go on, Zach, your hand was up straight away. When you were waiting for a were you in the queue for a roller coaster? Did it feel like a very long time? Yeah, how long was it? About half an hour. That, that's a very long wait. I always feel the longest time we ever wait for something in our house is when there is a party. And it seems like it is forever for this party. And the kids constantly come up to and go, when is the party? And you're like, it's in 20 minutes. And 30 seconds later, when is the party? And it, it feels like it does go on forever, if I'm honest. Um, can anyone else think of any times they've been waiting in their lives? Apart from, go on. When you were waiting to go to Britney Ferries. Now, that could be a very long wait at the moment. <laughs> I mean, that could be days of waiting. Yeah, that, that would really feel like forever. Uh, that's a great example. Anyone else? What? Let's have one more. Go on, Michaela. When you're overdue pregnant and you wait. I was about to say I remember that well, but that was Nina's pregnancy rather than my own. But yes, that, that does feel like it goes on for a very long time. Excellent. I think we probably all could remember times in our lives where we've had times of waiting. And what um, I'm going to do is talk about um, all these people, and then Molly and Sarah are going to come and talk about something slightly different as well in relation to faith. And I want to talk to you about one of my favorite people in the Bible. Now, hopefully, there might be a picture of him. And I'm not even sure what this picture looks like because oh, there he is. Does anyone know who this person might be? Oh, we've got one hand up. Bridget Shaw, anyone else? I'll do the teacher thing of wait a bit. Or oh, one or two more hands going up. Go on, who do you think it is? Joseph, very good, gold star. Joseph, now Joseph is one of my favorite characters in the Bible. I find him a fascinating story. Do you know, there's actually more written about Joseph in Genesis than anyone else. Now, what are some of the things we know about Joseph? Well, we know, like the picture there, he had a coat of many colors. We know that he was a man who had lots of dreams. And then he was sold into slavery by his brothers and rejected and this is a man who, who, when he was young and growing up, he felt like he was an important person, that he had something really important to do, that God was calling him to something really important. He had these dreams about glimpses of maybe what God was calling him to. But being sold into slavery by his brother, it all seemed to go away. He then went and worked for a really important man in Egypt called Potiphar. And he worked there, and he was really trusted and respected. But then one day he was accused of doing something that he didn't even do, and because of it, ended up going to prison. Now, I don't know about you, I've never been to prison, just in case anyone's wondering. But I can imagine that would have been very difficult. Not only being in prison, and I imagine prison at that time in Egypt would not have been a pleasant thing, but being there when you weren't even meant to be, because you hadn't done anything wrong. And Joseph found himself in prison for 10 years. Try and imagine and remember what you were doing 10 years ago. I know for a lot of you are thinking, I wasn't even born. I can't remember that far. I was waiting around. Actually, kind of Michaela linked to that. We were waiting around for Rachel to be born. She was, she was moments away from being born. And actually, we said a couple of weeks to go. Now, that feels like a lot longer than 10 years ago. A lot longer than 10 years ago. Ten years in prison. 
And I imagine when Joseph was in prison, he started to question what God had said to him. Was that really true? Was that really what God had for him? But the amazing thing about Joseph is we read in the Bible that when he was in prison, instead of being downhearted and dispirited and giving up on life, he actually still carries on being this amazing person. In fact, he's put in charge of the whole prison. He's so trusted in prison. He's still trying to do the right thing, trying to be a good man. He still had faith that God could use him. He didn't wait to see what he felt God had for his life. He just carried on anyway. Joseph didn't compromise in who he was. And so the first thing we want to encourage you this morning is you can have faith in God even in the waiting. Even when things don't seem like they're turning out the way you expected or the way you felt God had planned for your life, or what God had promised. In fact, um, I was um, sent a text this week by someone in our life group because I'm at the moment going through a sort of a season of waiting and kind of seeing what God's got for me and thinking there's more there. And at times it can be really discouraging and dispiriting. And they sent me a text just as an encouragement. And they said in this, Our trust is in the Lord who made heaven and earth, who knows us intimately, who has planned for good works for us. And I found that a real big encouragement, that God knows us, and he's with us all the way. In Hebrews 11, it says, Faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not yet see. See, even while in slavery, in prison, Joseph believed in what he could not see. He believed in a God who would bring good from even the most terrible of circumstances. Even in prison, he believed God could use him, and he was going to still use him. And so our first message today is this, is if you are waiting on God, keep going. Don't compromise. Be like Joseph, who couldn't necessarily see the future ahead, but that he knew God was going to use him for great things. Okay, now over to Molly. Cool. Thank you, Pete. Um, so, my character is slightly different to Pete's. Um, mine had to put his faith into God, even though there could be some consequences. So, if you put up the photo, can anybody guess who my character is? Yeah? Daniel. Yes, my character is Daniel. Um, I actually did this story this week. So, I go into Westfield every week and do an assembly. So, I, uh, I was, this week was Daniel. Um, so I did it slightly differently. Me and Caleb acted it out. I'm not going to act out. Um, but yeah, basically, um, in the book of Daniel, just like Joseph, um, God had put him in a position where he was trusted by the king um, because of his character and how trustworthy he was. Um, so basically, Daniel was seen as um, the king's right-hand man, and it meant that... Um, some of the other king's men wanted Daniel's job for themselves because the king trusted him. Um, and yeah, he, he, was, um, he helped the king. Um, but they couldn't find anything um, that Daniel was doing wrong. They uh, couldn't find any uh, grounds for charge against Daniel. So they went to the king and they convinced him um, to put a rule in place that if anyone 
prayed or worshipped anybody but him, they would be thrown into the lion's den. Full well knowing that um, Daniel was um, a man of God and he prayed three times a day. Um, because of who Daniel was, um, he knew this rule. Um, he still went away and prayed to God and thanked him um, and asked for help. And he was fully aware of the consequences um, that continuing to pray might have. Um, so the next day, the king's men spied on Daniel and they found that he was still praying to God and not to the king. Um, and so they went to the king and they said, you know, this is what Daniel's doing. Um, so even though the king didn't want to, because he loved Daniel um, and he was helpful to him, he threw him in the lion's den. And um, he said to Daniel um, that, um, he said that may the God that you serve continually rescue you. Um, and even when Daniel was in the lion's den, the consequences that he thought might happen happened. He still prayed to God and asked to help, uh, for help. And um, yeah, the next morning, Daniel was alive um, and God had sent an angel in order to protect Daniel from the lions. Um, so even though Daniel was in this scary situation um, where putting his faith into God could get him killed, he still did it um, because he knew that um, God would help him and save him. Um, and I know a few people might have done <laughs> something differently. I don't know. <laughs> like that's, that's quite a big step to put your faith into God knowing that you might be killed. But Daniel um, trusting God that he would help him. Um, so yeah, that was my character. Sarah? Okay, so we've had... Joseph, and we've had Daniel. This next one's maybe a little less well-known character. Does anyone know who this might be? Naomi. Naomi, who do you think it is? Well done. It is Ruth, okay? And you can read the story of Ruth um, in the book of Ruth in the Bible. And Ruth um, was not one of the people of God. Um, she, was, she was from Moab, and um, her, she married someone who was one of the people of God, um, but then he died. So she was in a place where she was grieving the loss of her husband. She'd lost someone she loved, and he was dead, and that was sad. And his mother wanted to go back to where she was from, to the people of God. And, um, and Ruth was an amazing woman because she said, I will go with you, and your God will be my God. She had faith to trust in a God that wasn't from the family that she was from, that she wasn't what she grew up with. She decided she was going to trust in God anyway. And she had lost everything. She left her home, her family. She'd lost her husband. She had nothing. And she ended up in Israel with Naomi, her mother-in-law, and picking, picking food that's le the leftover. She was poor as well. She really lost everything. But she trusted in God. And she had faith in God in a place of grief, in a place of poverty, and in a place where she had lost everything. And um, her story goes on, and she becomes the great-grandmother of one of the most famous um, kings in Israel, King David. Um, and 
all the kings came from her family line because she had faith in God. So we have these three people who had faith in God in different circumstances. And you know what? There are loads of stories in the Bible that we could have picked this morning of people having faith in really different circumstances that they went through. Um, But we just picked these three. You've got someone who had faith when they were waiting for something, someone who had faith when they were afraid and it was dangerous, and someone who had faith when they had lost a lot of stuff. They'd lost everyone and everything, and they were poor. Um, So I wonder what you need faith for this morning. I wonder where you are. Maybe you're waiting for something to happen. Maybe God's made a promise to you and you've not seen it happen yet. Maybe you feel like Ruth and you feel like you've lost everything. Maybe there's someone in your life that you are grieving. Maybe you feel like you have nothing to bring. Maybe you're like Daniel and you're in a place where there's something really scary. There's something that feels dangerous. Um, Maybe it feels like there's people who are coming against you. Maybe you feel attacked by other people. Or maybe there's something else. There's so many other stories. Maybe there's something else that you're feeling. What is your experience this morning? What do you need to have faith for um, that God will do? Where, in what area do you need to trust God? Um, under your chair, there is a piece of paper and a pen. And what we're going to do now, we're going to come back and we're going to spend some time worshipping. And um, on that piece of paper, I just want you to think about what is, what is the situation you're in? What is the thing that you need faith for today? Maybe there's something that you want to step out in faith and God's calling you to step out and do something new. Um, And in this time, we've got time, there's no rush, we're going to worship, and we just want you to write down or draw what that thing is for you. And then here we have our box, that's our uh, our collection box, and we're going to come and put it, when you're ready, you can come and put it in here as a sign of giving that thing to God and saying, God, I am going to, I'm going to trust in you for that, I'm going to have faith. And that might be hard, and that might be, God, I don't feel like I have the faith, but I want to have the faith, and I'm going to put this in there as a symbol of me wanting to have faith for that thing, okay? So you can come and put it in that box anytime during this next time of worship, um, as we just spend time thinking about what, what do I need faith for today? <laughs> 